try not to smile too much too. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. We're the two old farts. My name's Chuck. I'm Lou. I'm the better looking of the two old farts. How can you be better looking? You're missing a tooth. <laughs> well, that's what makes me better looking. Where's your flipper? Too irritating. I put it on and when I take it off, I feel like I'm pulling my teeth out. So, yeah. And you talk I have about to wear it, I wear it, but until then, you're being when I go stubborn. Back Thursday, huh? You're being stubborn, old man. Well, being stubborn, I'm feeling pretty good. Which one is, is the better of the two evils, right? Um, looking good. That 78, almost 79, who gives a damn? Um, your dental health. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking care of my dental health. As long as your mom's not mad at me, everything's fine. Okay. So, uh, when was the last time we did an episode? We did one last week. Uh, was, it? was it a week? Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. Let me see. Let me see. Let me look at... The internet's kind of slow. So January 16th, and today is the 20th. Yeah, it was a week ago. It seems like yeah. a long time ago, doesn't it? Seems like forever, right? It does. It does. Well, I will tell you, as you get older, time flies by faster, and it, it don't seem like it used to. Like, at your age, it seems like yesterday. At my age? Yeah, what about your age? You left. You stopped talking. <laughs> it, just, it, it just, time goes by faster. It's like yesterday. Okay. Oh, man. We, we pick up any listeners? Um, we've got a few more downloads this uh, over the last week or so. Um, we are almost at 2,450. We're at 2,448. Okay. Um, now, here's the really good, good part. Since the beginning of the year in January, um, we've had two from Spain. One from Germany, one from Ecuador, one from the United Kingdom, and uh, one from Nigeria. Well, we didn't have any from Ecuador before, did we? I don't remember. Maybe um, one. Maybe one. Oh, and I forgot New Zealand. Who's that? New Zealand. Oh, okay. Down under. Yeah, yeah down under the down under. Yeah, they're lower <laughs> on further down in Australia. But yeah, yeah. we've. We're, we're kind of international, man. If we get some Greenland and maybe some China or India, Japan, we'd really be out there. Yeah, you got to come by one day next week so we can sit down. I, I got my list out looking at things, that, you know, for a podcast and stuff like that. So we right. start jotting down some ideas and start doing some – so I can do some research on some stuff. Yeah, but I also thought maybe we could, like, share some stories or something about our time in the military. Um, maybe share some stories about being a father, grandfather kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I got a couple of notes here this morning to talk about. What's that? What's that? What are your notes? I'm going to take these hit. I think I hear it better through the phone. I mean, through the computer than the, uh, okay. the headsets. Made a little note about Randall King. Uh, since you sent the invitation, we talked about it last week. He sounds like a up and coming, uh, up and coming guy. Yeah, he does. 
one of the things that impressed me by reading a little bit about him is his sister passed away a few years ago. And okay. one of my favorite songs is I'll Fly Away. I love that song. I'm, yeah, I, I got to find song. his version of it and listen to it. He uh, made an appearance on the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, he sang that song. His version of I'll Fly Away is a song he sang to his sister when she was in the hospital, uh, when she was when she was dying. And uh, everything I read about it on the Grand Ole Opry, it just, everybody was standing in tears. And yeah, so I got to I got to find that version, listen to it. Okay. It's kind of exciting now. And I never heard of Randall King before you mentioned it, to be honest with you. You know, that's like a lot of these young young guys. Because I don't follow that stuff like you do and, and stuff like that. But uh, it sounds like it's going to be a, a really good show out at, at Floors. Of course, at Floors, you know you're going to have a good show. Of course. It's it's John T. Floors Country Store. It's Floors. It's what? How many years old now? About 50? Uh, tried 75, maybe. Yeah, back in the 40s. So, so that's, oh, yeah, 60, that's, that's 82, 83 years. I'm like, yeah. 70 something, Dad. What year were you born? I'm going to be 79 this year. So, yeah, it's younger than you by a couple years. Yeah, so they've been around because I think they started in the late 30s, early 40s. I don't, I don't remember. I think it was 47. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like looking good, forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Yeah. And, it's, and hopefully it's March 31st, right? I, uh, I believe so. Let me check hopefully the calendar. Hopefully the weather will start late in the evenings will not be so cool. Uh, March 31st, it still should be cool, but not like hot. Right. Not cold. Just, it should be the type of weather you can sit out there and enjoy and not be shivering like that. Like that last one, I thought I was going to freeze to death. Yeah, well, it was November, Dad. <laughs> what, was, it's it wasn't November? degrees at 45 at night at 11 o'clock at night. It's getting pretty chilly in Texas. Who was that What we saw? Uh, who was it? Who did we see? That was what, a, November? That guy had the, had the girl singer. She... Um, man, I'm not seeing it on the calendar. Yeah. Hang on. Dang, who was it? Uh, I'm trying to think. I want to say something that starts with like Cody or something like that. I can't remember now. Charlie Crockett. Yeah, there you go. It was Charlie Crockett on uh, the 12th of November. Yeah. You know what, though? Didn't your son tell you to dress warm? Do I? Yes. Didn't your son tell you to dress warm? Well, I did. I thought I had, I thought I had dressed warm. I brought you a hat. I brought you a neck gaiter. Because I knew you wouldn't dress as warm as you needed to dress. But it was fine. Yeah, it was cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it gets worse when you just sit there and you're not moving it's, around. Yeah, when I you're when you're moving and, and doing something, it's not so bad. Right. So and we're, we're getting old. That, that same kind of area, or no, sir, on, on the porch. We're gonna be sitting on the porch. All right. 
It'll be a little bit closer. Has, has really made that nice when they they put those little decks out there where you can uh, get a table. Yep. And you know, you know, it's, it, and they have a have a bar out there, and they got the restrooms out there, and really makes it nice. It makes it fun, and you have the atmosphere of the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you, when you look out over Halotus and look up those hills, that's just mm-hmm. some beautiful sights. I, I, if you've never been to Texas, you got to come go to Halotus and uh, out in the hill country and all those burning all those places. It's just absolutely beautiful country. I uh, could not agree more with you, old man. And that's what we got to get started back again here pretty soon. You and uh, your mom and Brenda would start making some. Uh, some trips. Yep, we sure do. Um, a few more whiskey. To yeah, those are some good members. Yeah, they are. Speaking of members, I sent you a, a picture last week. Did you get it? A picture? Yes, and I did. I, I sent you a text back with it. Yes, you and uh, Tina and your papa. No, that's not what you sent. You sent me a picture of me at my promotion ceremony. Yep. Uh, I also sent, I think I sent you a picture of you and uh, Papa and Tina when you and Tina were just a little, just before we went to Japan, I think it was. Typical fashion for your grandfather sitting out there with his his, uh, jeans on and smoking a cigarette. Did you send it by text? Two guys and smiling. Huh? Was it email or text? So, was it an email or in text? I think it was an email. I'll send it to you again, but that brings back a lot of memories and talk about some things. And I think I sent you a picture, maybe I didn't, of uh, the uh, Daddy Dance, you and McKenzie. Dad, you only sent one picture. Okay. Well, I'll send them to you. I got them. I went through and cleaned out some files on my. Uh, uh, my emails and stuff, I run across those. Uh, picture of you and Mackenzie getting ready to go to your daddy dance with her and uh, run across your promotion pictures. Yep, I've got it up on the screen right now. That's what you sent me. All right, I'll send them to you. Can you see it? I see it. That little Mackenzie, and there's Brenda there. and uh, Yeah, and that's me. That's one I pinned on uh, Chief Warrant Officer 4. When I was yeah. at U.S. Army Special Operations Command. Yeah. And as everybody can see, I had gray, white hair even back then. And that was. <laughs> but you're still looking pretty sharp in that, that uh, uniform. Yeah, thanks. That was two, January 2009. It was 14 years ago, I think. Yeah. That that's, was taken. that's a few years ago. That's a good trip down to Fort Rucker and. Place that we've been. Uh, so that guy in the striped shirt that's uh, I'm talking to with the purple and the gold or whatever, that's uh, Denny Osgood. I worked with him and the guy in the front. I can't remember his name. He was our information assurance guy. But Denny, oh, wow. he's, Denny spent probably 15 years in uh, Special Forces. He was a Green, Green Beret. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I, I work with him every day. Good people there at U.S. Army Special Operations Command. Yeah. They're all good people. Uh, sometimes they get portrayed in the wrong, but wrong life. But you know what? They do their job to to protect us and do what they need to do for us. 
Were you, th- you trying to make me feel bad that showing me those emails I didn't send to you? No, I'm just saying that's the only picture I got. Dad. I, I went back to it and I looked, and that was all that was in there. So I'm, I'm like, gonna send the other two because I saved them to my uh, to my photos, and uh, I'm gonna see if I can call up. And you know how, how computer illiterate I am. Well, you used to not be. I don't know what happened. It's like in the last four or five years, you forgot everything you used to know. You used to be very savvy. You used to be very savvy, especially for an old guy. You were pretty good. And then all of a sudden, it's just like you said, I'm not going to remember anything anymore. I quit. (laughs) All right, I just sent you the one of you and Papa. Let me see. Um, I'm going to have to look up the other ones. Okay, you sent that one in text. Was it text? Yeah, okay. I'm going to send, send oh. you another one. Here's a, here's a good one. You'll like this one. I'm talking about I memory. like this one. I like this one. Everybody, if you can't see. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's one. That's me. Uh, that's, that's my grandfather, my dad's dad. That's probably the only time he's uh, hugged his sister in a long time, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, my, that's my grandfather that's right there. The first, that's probably the first time in a long time she smiled at you, too. <laughs> probably. But it looks like I'm trying to keep her from doing something. Maybe try to keep her in the picture. And, oh, well, by the way, check out, check out the pants, the striped pants. You know that was in the 70s right there, buddy. <laughs> That's that's where your mom was dressing you. She was always taking care of you. You were reading to you. And Aunt, and Aunt Marcia, if yeah. she sees this, she's going to kill me because that pantsuit or whatever, it looks like curtains or something. Yeah. <laughs> Those were good old days. Well, your, grandpa, your grandpa sure loved you, I'm going to tell you. Remember the time he took you to the white spot? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. I do remember. And and the time he burned you with a cigarette, and, and I, he felt so bad about it. <laughs> uh, he said, "Come on, let's yeah, go to the spot." Drinking his false stuff. Yep, it took me to Opal store. Yeah. I could get any candy I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Those were the good old days. Those members. That's what makes life when you, especially when you. Start to get old like me. Uh, sometimes those are the things that uh, get you through the day. It is. Yeah. So, so, man, we got a long eight or nine months before college football begins. Dad, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to do like we always do. Sit and talk about it and hope like hell that we do better and I, I think we I think we're gonna do good next year. We have a good recruiting class again this year. I think we're gonna be number one recruiting class. I think we're gonna get a new OC and a new defensive coordinator. I know so that, what are they gonna do with the, the defensive coordinator? Defensive coordinator's already gone to um Ole Miss and uh offensive coordinator is being interviewed for um NFL job. Yeah, I heard that, but where's Pete Golden going? Uh it, Oh, wait, he, it says he's already gone. He's interviewing with uh, Belichick, with the Patriots. 
Oh, you're talking about O'Brien. I said Pete Golding. Oh, Pete Golding went to uh, Mississippi State. I mean, Ole Miss as offensive coordinator there with uh, what's the coach at Ole Miss. He was the defensive coordinator. Right. I mean, he's, he's going to be the defensive coordinator at uh, Ole Miss. Oh, okay, because you said offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm confused. at defensive coordinator. Which mm-hmm. is probably mm-hmm. good for him. Uh, well, but now he's going to give away all the secrets to Lane Kiffin. I don't make any difference. You know, Coach will come up something different, put a little wrinkle on it, and make him bleed one way, and then go somewhere else. You know. Yeah. I I watched those two games yesterday. I'm not really into the NFL too much anymore in the last Mm -hmm. few years. Get getting too close to that microphone. Yeah, it's getting. Yeah, it's not sounding (laughs) good. But I was really pleased to see the Eagles play and. Devontae Smith and Landon Collins and uh, Jalen Hurts, at, you know, and, which we have particular ties to. Huh? How did the game go? Did the Eagles win? Oh, man. I, when I turned it off, it was 35-7. That was like a minute and a half left to go. Oh, yeah, they were done. Uh, first play, Devontae Smith, about 40 yards. opened it up, and so – so was, speaking of Devontae and Jalen, um, on do you have um, ESPN Plus and Hulu and uh, uh, Disney Channel? Do you do you pay yeah. for all those? You do. Yeah. I have okay. ESPN Plus and Hulu. I know that. Okay, so go to Hulu, do a search for SEC on Saturday. Okay. Or Saturday, Saturdays on SEC. I'm gonna look it up. Anyway, it is a uh, eight-part special. They're about an hour, hour and 15 minutes long each, and it goes through the entire history of college football in the SEC from its very humblest beginnings. And it goes all the way up through 2019. It stops because each... So I think it's eight episodes. So the first episode takes you all the way from its very beginnings until the beginning of the SEC in 1947 or 48 around that time frame. And then from each episode on, it goes by decade. So the next decade is the fifties, then the sixties, then the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, and then the 20 teens. And that's where it culminates. And yeah, I've seen most of that up. Uh, we need to go back and get the last few. Uh, but it's not, it's not SEC storied and it's not Saturdays down South. Yeah, right. It's, it was from the, to do with the 150th anniversary of college football. Right. And one of the things special to me about that Eagles game yesterday was Stan Meyer. Uh, we talked about him as our DAV uh, started of arms. And, uh, I went yeah, yeah, and yeah. I saw yeah. him and took that card. And he was actually uh, – actually was uh, – Lucid yesterday, he was awake. His wife, Ann, was there. So I, I spent about an hour with him. And when That's I gave him my card and read it to him, Chuck, you should have seen the smile on his face. Uh, it, it's just it's priceless. Uh, when, you, when you do something and uh, 
make somebody else feel good. And, and, and his wife in particular made her feel feel good that he's been remembered, you know. And, but it also was sad, made me think of your grandmother. So. Yeah, I'm, it, like we were talking yesterday, it just seemed like he's made a turn for the worse so fast. Because he was sergeant-at-arms up until the end of the summer, wasn't it? Early fall? It, 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 right, by September, something like that. Right. And, this, and you wouldn't have recognized him. There's the same old stand that we, that we're used to seeing. Yeah, he was always smiling and happy and... And just, just a, a joy to be around. And he enjoyed being around everybody in the DAV, uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines. He he loved he loved everybody. Yes, he did. Uh, just a super nice guy. And uh, it was sad. Unfortunately, that's the way life is. And, she was telling me like yesterday was a was a good day for him. He was very lucid. We had some conversation, talked for a few minutes, and you know he was awake the whole time I was there. Of course, the day before was was kind of the opposite. You know, I, uh, but it seems like and it looks like he's getting pretty good care. But I'm gonna tell you that card was very special. I read it to him. He looked at it, laid it down. A few minutes later, he picked it up, <laughs> looked at it, read it again, and. You, you get to see the smile on his face, and and those things are priceless. That's, so it makes it worthwhile. Yeah, Stan's one of the good guys. Yeah, and that, that's what we got to say about the DAV. They, I think, by and large, they do a good job of trying to take care of veterans. Yeah, they do try. Now, I was really happy to hear about uh, Tiffany's promotion. That, uh, yes, yes. I think she'll be a good fit for that. Uh, was the uh, sexual assault trauma victims uh, unit there at uh, Fort sexual, Sam assault, sexual assault response coordinator. Okay. At, at Fort Sam, yeah. She's going to be a sergeant. I think she'll do good. And the young lady that she brought in, I, I think that's going to be a good addition to the. Uh, but more importantly, I'm starting to see more people that look like me at our meetings and not like you and Stan at our meetings. And that's going to be the key for longevity in these organizations is we've got to get veterans to join these organizations so they can continue to advocate on behalf of veterans. Yes. Make sure that they get the benefits and the health care that they have so rightfully earned. Yeah. And the sad part of it, guys our age, Unless we hear it from you guys, there's a lot of benefits we don't know about because they didn't tell you about it then. Uh, when you got out of the service, you just got out. You know? And nowadays we're doing a better job of uh, making you aware of what your benefits are and stuff like that. So, but that's only get- because, but that's only because your generation, when you came back from Vietnam, and you didn't know about your VA benefits, as well as you weren't treated like. Um, the true heroes that you guys were because America was in turmoil. A lot of people were against the Vietnam war and they hadn't made the distinction between those who went and those who sent them to fight. They just lumped everybody in with the government who they hated for the war and not 
and make that separation because you didn't ask to go fight. The Air Force sent you to go fight. Exactly. Uh, we have what we have because of your generation. And we have, and, and because of the previous, and that's where it should be. One generation needs to be taking and leading the next generation and make it better for them. And, uh, I was talking with Ann yesterday. We have got to do a better job of taking care of spouses and uh, spouses, uh, you know, and families of veterans. You know, we kind of laughed about it. The old saying uh, when I went in, and I'm sure you probably heard it too, if we wanted you to have a wife, we would have issued you one. But you know what? Yeah. This kind of get a saying to it, but the wives and the families also the ones who take care of the veterans. Now, when you're out deployed, they're running the families, they're doing the things and they're your emotional support when you get home now, and while you're gone, especially while you're gone. Yeah. Uh, I know that, Scott. Go ahead. I, I, so I know that whenever um, you were deployed, you were able to communicate better with uh with Brenda and you know, and and all of us because of the you know, the communications improvement. Whereas when I was in Vietnam, when I when you were born, as a matter of fact, uh, they called me. I'm walking the flight line, and we we're using the Mars. Remember the Mars military air uh, radio station? Yeah, military affiliate radio system. I think yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Your mom would talk to me, and she'd say over. Then I'd talk to her, and I'd say over, because there was a person in between listening to the conversation that was monitoring to let us talk to one another. So, you know, there's yeah. a lot of changes made, but we need to do more to take care of the other spouses and, and stuff like that. It was called the Military Auxiliary Radio System. And for for those of you who are listening who have very little um, knowledge of the military, or even old antiquated technology, what my father is speaking about is this is in the 60s, and it the Mars system was used before all of that and on into 70s and the 80s, I believe. So what you had is um, amateur radio operators, and a lot of them would use HF or high-frequency radios, which have um, a very broad reach, and they would set up these radio links from um, radio operator to radio operator to where once they had it established, people in Vietnam were able to talk to the people in the United States over the radio. That's why they had to, when they would say something and when they would finish, they would say over so that they would know to let go of the microphone, the, the key, and it would tell the other person at the other end to be able to talk. So you had civilians working with the military to make this happen. And it's it's a real marvel of technology. But it worked in the day. It made my night. I'm gonna tell you that that particular day, uh, the rest of that night was uh, easy walking with me and Wolf, Wolf my my best friend over there. Uh, Wolf was my German Shepherd uh, canine dog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those those. Those were the real heroes over there. They they took care of us guys. One one quick story. One night we were walking, and uh, a friend of mine is, is in the P.O.L. area, and his dog stopped, just stopped dead still, wouldn't move. 
he tried to get him to go forward, and you know, he wouldn't. He grabbed him by the by the collar, trying to push him forward, and he wouldn't move. He just stood there. So he said, "Uh oh, he knew something was wrong." So he started to take a step forward, see if the dog would go with him. Guess what the dog did? Stepped in front of him, knocked him over, and the dog got bit in the right front leg by a crate snake. Oh, my goodness. The dog alerted and was trying to let him know there was danger there. And for those who don't know, a crate is a pit viper in Vietnam, and we call them three-steppers. You took three-steppers. Three steps. yeah. That's not necessarily true, but that was a did, that was a story. Did the dog make yeah. it or not? Anyway, we airlifted that dog out to uh, to Saigon to Tonsonut uh, for the vets there to take care of him. In a few months, he was back working again. But that's how, that's how protective those dogs were of us and, and us of them. They truly were your best friend. You know, and they and those canines still do that. And not only that, it's in law enforcement and all the other agencies that they help people. Yep, that's a good story, old fart. Yeah. Good story. <laughs> I remember when um, I was at Fort Bragg, I was flying over to Afghanistan, and we were taking a C-17, and we had a layover in Germany. I think it might have been Wiesbaden yeah, for a couple hours. We were probably changing out air crews or something. And uh, there were a bunch of Marines that came into the to the passenger area or whatever, and uh, one of them was a was a canine handler, and he had his dog with him, and he had all of his stuff on his back, plus everything he had to bring for the dog, the water, the dog food, you know, the, the chew toys and the tennis ball and all that. So he had to carry all of his stuff plus the dogs. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Nothing's changed. That was probably one of my best assignments. Uh, Vietnam? With, yeah, not Vietnam, but working with the, with the canine. Yeah, probably oh. one of the most enjoyable. Uh, you had somebody you could talk to who didn't talk back to you. It obeyed <laughs> your commands. <laughs> uh, but uh, they they did a job good. And the sad part, we just left them over. We left. We pulled out. We left all the dogs over there. That's that's sad. Yeah, it is pretty sad. Yeah, you because know, we could have brought those dogs home. And uh, nowadays they have programs when. Uh, they're too old or no longer fit for service for, for that. They give them to these different agencies uh, for for dogs, for veterans, uh, people who need uh, who, who needs you know that kind of support, which is right. good. It's, it's good for the dog because they they continue to have that love and support, and it's good for the for the people who receive them. Yeah, like things like us. What? Lackland probably doesn't get enough credit for that because they're for the Air Force and for the military. That's where they train most of the uh, military working dogs. I think they train all the military working dogs there at Lackland. So, I know when I, I was at Lackland before I retired or the last year I was retired, one of the guys that was in charge of the canine program out there was Lieutenant Colonel, don't remember his name now, but he had a PhD in animal psychology really i'll be think about it that's what you need somebody leading that school uh, that understands the animal behavior 
How can you teach people to respond to the dog's needs, what they are, if you don't understand what their behaviors are? That's true. That's very, very true. You know what? This awkward pause gives me time to look at the count. I mean, at the clock, and uh, we hit thirty-two minutes, old man. Oh wow! I don't. That's good. I don't know where the time went on this one. This went pretty fast. Well, I'm trying to do what you asked me to do. Trying to do a little research, and we start talking about like our last one. Where I was just kind of rambling. What the heck to say? But you know what? Who cares? You know, we're having fun, and hopefully, other people are entertained by our stupidity. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. <laughs> it is fun, but uh you know, a lot of people these days have podcasts and uh I I try to listen to some, but I don't have a lot of time, but I do listen. Um one in particular is the old man's podcast and he's out of Oregon and I, I do like listening to him because he's kinda like us. He's he's a, he's an old man. Um and he just loves to laugh and have a good time. And, and I think that's kind of what we're doing. And, and I think you're getting good at being comfortable and sharing stories and you've got a lot to share. You've got a lot of wisdom and I want to hear it and everybody else should hear it. And I'm just thankful to be doing this with you. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's fun. I, I just got to get more involved. And that's why I said, you need to come over one day next week when we sit down and, Get a pen and paper out where I can make my notes because I sure as hell won't remember them. Uh, and so, me, you start doing some research and doing some things. So, for future, because that's what I did this morning, just take a few minutes, make a couple notes here. So, keep me on track. Uh, but it's, it's fun. I'm enjoying the time that we have to, to do this. So remember, people, we have a website. It's called thetwooldfarts.com, and it's the number two, not T-W-O. So it's thetwooldfarts.com. You can email us at thetwooldfarts at outlook.com. So we want to hear from you. Go to our website. Shoot us an email. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. We will listen, and we do want to hear from you. So, again, thank you all. Yep. Thank you for listening. We're the two old farts. My name is Chuck. And I'm Lou. I'm the better looking of two old farts, especially when there's tooth missing. Your your mom while ago, you're going to put your... I said, no. She said, all right. <laughs> so I'll he's probably the, the he's the dumbest of the two old farts, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and he's the most stubborn of the two old farts. <laughs> But it's fun. That's what makes life uh, makes memories. It does. All right. So thank you, everybody. Thank you all. We'll see y'all next time. Sunday, and uh, we'll see you down the road. All right. Take care. Love you, Dad. Love you too, son.